Welcome to the Becoming Your Best Version podcast. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I'm a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C., also a journalist, author, podcaster, and mentor to women in recovery from alcoholism and sexual assault abuse. And I started this podcast because working in this space from my last book, 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life, I crossed paths with so many inspiring women, and I want to amplify their voices and share them with you because together we can do this a lot better than separately. I have gained so much wisdom from women like our guest today, who I met at an amazing conference called Her Story Circle in Washington, DC. And I got to read her book and talk to her and hear her present. And I want to share her with you. She's a West Coaster, Idaho and Northern California and Scotland. She is a global impact strategist, award-winning author, actress, and speaker. Her passion is powerfully supporting leaders and change makers to make the world a better place. Anne has been a professional in the industries of personal empowerment and positive change for over a decade. She is a human rights advocate, emotional wellness specialist, and founder of the Meta Mindset Program. Anne's global book award winner and Amazon bestseller called Lived for Joy has impacted lives around the world, as have her podcasts, articles, and radio and TV appearances. She offers group training, international retreats and workshops, as well as in-person and virtual classes. In the show notes, you can see all the places that you can follow Anne, but her main website is Anne with an E, scotland.com, and a link to her book is also in the show notes. Welcome, Anne. Thank you, Maria. I'm so happy to be here. Well, you are an amazing change maker, and I am so happy that we got to meet each other a couple weeks ago. Can you tell us how did you start from being an actress and doing all the things you were doing to focusing on having global impact and your meta mindset program? Can you tell us how did this happen for you? Absolutely. So I am a creative, an artist, and being an actress is a phenomenal opportunity, you know, and and at the same time, I started realizing after being in that and, you know, being in Los Angeles for many, many years, um, I had kind of hoped, you know, we all have these sort of secret hopes of like how we're going to create our impact. And I really thought that the stage and the screen was going to be the place for me to make the impact. Um, and you know what I realized, and this was before me too, and everything else too, was um, it's so subjective. Really, you can make an impact, but it's very difficult. You have very little of the control. And I like to create. I'm I'm a type A firstborn Capricorn, and I'm like, let's get <laughs> stuff going. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to cut straight to the chase. I had had the opportunity to um, be a lead in a couple different movies about human rights or human rights activists. And that was a big passion for me. Um, in my volunteering time, I had also worked for Amnesty International for quite a while. And so even as I was still an actress, I started transitioning into how can I create something for people to get started now at creating change? Because this was exactly what I was going through. How do I go from 
well, you kind of have a stage, but it's also kind of wishful and occasional too. How can I be impactful every single day, making a difference in the world? And I thought, well, if other people, if I'm thinking this, other people are probably having the same question. Like, I would love to make an impact. I would love to do this program. I would love to um, support this cause that's close to my heart because of my own personal story. But who has the time? Who has the money? Maybe when I retire. And I'm like, no, you don't have to quit your job. You can if you want, but how can we make this happen now? And so um, I really started coaching and teaching originally one-on-one -on -one and then moved into more of a group setting um, to help people create their impact. Mm, that is so beautiful. Uh, I mean, a lot of people think about doing things like these, this, but most people don't actually do it. And you are a doer and I really respect that. And I'm interested in how you came up with the name for your work, the meta mindset. Tell us how you chose that name and what it means to you. Sure. So the meta mindset is taking anything, whether it's your, your activism, your passion project, or even your own business to the next level. And we need to really create new words because I'm so bored of words like the next level. Like, I can't even believe I just said that because <laughs> we just need to be so, something more original. Mm -hmm. So for me, and this is kind of the fire below the Global Impact League. This is kind of more on the business. This is like the engine room of the Global Impact League where we actually are implementing change. The meta mindset is about it's sort of a crossover between motivation and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I say that very loosely because there's no spiritual teaching, but for anyone who has become self-aware, either through a spiritual practice or a personal philosophy or their own individual meditation, you start to realize that there is really a powerhouse, either internally in your higher self, whatever you want to call that, um, that simplifies things. Some people call it the universe. Some people just call it energy. But sometimes we've been taught that the only way to get things done is the hard way and that everything is going to be blood, sweat and tears. And while I have put out a lot of blood, sweat and tears in my life, I've also started learning how to go with the flow, how to go with intuition and instinct and what's opening up for you instead of being so focused in one direction that when a huge door opens at 90 degrees over, you don't completely miss it. So the meta mindset is about really tapping into your gut into your organic instinct so that we can kind of be carried in the flow of creation instead of saying, well, I have to have 100,000 followers or I'll never make it. I have to have 18 people working for me or I'll never get this product out. Um, I have to, you know, do all of these things in order to find the right connection. Well, sometimes and our conference was a great example of that, her story. Sometimes you run across one or two or three individuals and you connect with those people and you're like, wow, this was like a year's work done. Because by being open and being in the right place and following in, I was like, I don't have time to go to this conference. I'm a busy person, but I'm like, check in with the gut. It says go, so I go. So that's, it's, it's kind of next level in that way is kind of learning to go operate your business and your passion work by more intuition and less getting overwhelmed by the doing because that's what we've been taught. Right. That is beautiful. Beautiful. And then you produced this gorgeous book. It's a 
worthy of your coffee table, everyone. It has the most gorgeous images. Tell, tell us about how you were moved to put some of your work and inspiration into that beautiful book. Oh, yes. Thank you. So Live for Joy. Uh, yeah, it was really a work of love, uh, a passion project. And I had been um, cultivating my following on Twitter for several years, and I'd been putting out a lot of original content that was motivational, philosophical, inspirational. And people started saying, you should really put this into a book. You should really put this into a book. So I was like, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> yes. So indeed. I started taking these thoughts, a lot of these, the thoughts. So the quotes, the book, it's basically a book of quotes, but it's all original content. So it's all by me, but they're short. I wanted to create um, a personal empowerment book that you could benefit from, even if you only had a minute or two. Not everyone either has the time or the bandwidth to read a whole chapter or even listen to a whole chapter in the car of, um, you know, a betterment book. So it's like, what if you could just take away a really specific message? And there's 12 chapters you can choose from for like the theme. Do you need motivation today? Do you need connection today? Do you need inspiration? Do you need time in nature? What is it that you need today? And then the other thing I had been doing on Twitter was pairing these quotes that I was writing with images um, and very painstakingly. And when I say what I write, when I, what, you know, other people would call it a quote, but um, these little nuggets of inspiration, of philosophy, of motivation, those would often take me several hours to write one sentence because that's how concentrated I wanted that information to be. And then to place it opposite again, happy staking, like as opposed to painstaking, right? A happy staking task of finding an image or a piece of art that reflected it very, very specifically. So that if you sit there with the book, and I mean, yes, there's a virtual digital version, but that hands-on experience of a book is still so beautiful. You yes. sit there and you're looking at a picture, you're holding the book in your hands. Even if you don't look at the quote, you're gonna come away with something specific. And if you do look at the quote and not the picture, you get a very specific message. And if you look at both, everyone's takeaway is different, but it really resonated with people and people were really excited. Like you said, it's often people have it on their coffee table. A lot of people keep it on their desk at work or on their bedside table. And they're just like, you know, I just open it in the morning and like pick a page and say, what's this message for the day going to be? How does this make me a better person? How do I choose a more joyful life? And it's not just a book about joy. It's a book about the pieces of us that need our attention, that create an atmosphere of joy that we can live in. And, and it is, it's a really beautiful experience. I actually opened it this morning. <laughs> and I know your, your listeners can't see it, but I opened it to um, this two page spread of this. Um, it's a really beautiful snow oh, owl. It's an absolutely beautiful. gorgeous image. And I was doing my own meditation this morning. And sometimes I laugh because I'll open my own book. And this was the one that opened up. And today I had some anxiety because of some business transactions that are coming up that I'm excited about, but you get those butterflies. And this page says, the future is never certain, but if you let fear be your master, you will never have the courage to spread your wings. Mm, so much of what we don't do is governed by fear. That is such a great quote, wow. I mean, really, truly, at the base of many of our negative emotions, as you know, like envy or procrastination or just being negative at all has to do at the root with fear. So thank you for sharing that. What a great thing to remember and to motivate us to move past such blocks. 
really beautiful. Thank you. So you have something called the Global Impact League. Tell us about that. Sure. So this is what grew out of my one-to-one -one work with people, which is helping them start their cause, their passion project, uh, moving it more into a group cohort environment, which is even more powerful, in my opinion, uh, because you're getting all that energy from everyone else who's also passionate about changing the world. So um, this is a group we meet monthly. There's also other monthly meetings and trainings available. We have guest speakers. Um, they get periodic, like at least quarterly one-on-ones with me to really hone and focus their next steps. It's really about strategy. First, it's about your passion, and then it's about strategy. How would you like to change the world? If you could do anything, what would it be? You know, for some people it's, Oh, an after school project, because when I was a kid, um, there were a lot of, you know, there were a lot of students who never graduated and had really um, didn't have a lot of job opportunities once they got out of school. And one of my one of the people I worked with started a group like that over in the UK in his own small hometown in his own high school where he created an after school program where kids could either study to get their, you know, for us, like their um, their graduation equivalency or they could learn a trade school. And it's just a small project in his hometown, but it was passionate because he didn't have those tools. And he's, he's in his late 60s and absolutely amazing what he's doing. Um, uh, other clients I've had, people who um, a, a um, minor league soccer player, football player in Germany who created a program for worthy students, worthy athletes who don't have the financial resources to help get them a chance at sports. They can't afford the training. They can't afford the, you know, the uniforms. There's, there's so many things. It can be that specific where you're involved in something and you see a need, or it can be something that is your deepest passion. And then we get together and I brainstorm with you. We decide what you want to do first, how quickly. And one of my, one of my absolute favorite things is that I always tell everyone I work with, change can happen so much faster than you think. We have this idea that everything takes forever. And while certain elements of it might, I've worked with people where after five days at a retreat, they're already um, lined up to be on a podcast or a television show. They already have people who are willing to financially support their cause. It's incredible. So that's what yes. the Global Impact League is. It's a group, it's a community of people that are changing the world in their own way, whether that's local, regional, national, global, and we're all supporting each other and I'm helping connect them to movers and shakers around the globe. So even if you're, even if your cause is local, you don't have to reinvent the wheel because someone somewhere else is doing something very similar. So why not connect and just hit the ground running? So that's what we do. It's so rewarding and so much fun. My goal is to either create, help support creating or um, expanding 10,000 impact projects over the next 10 years. Wow. Well, I am certain that you will do that. I know <laughs> you will. You will. And um, you used to be an actress. Now I'm just curious. What, anything that I may have seen you on? Oh, there was some, you know, it's, you know, you know how LA is because you've got family there. Um, nothing super big and famous. Um, some of the national shows, I mean, early on, it was some of the funny things like Discovery ID and this and that. Um, one of my favorite projects, well, 
there's a there was an independent film I was in uh, last year that's on Amazon right now. Um, I'm not the lead, but I do have a, a nice long part in there, and it's called this film is called Clairvoyant, but it's spelled oh, yeah. like a girl's name, C L A I R E Clairvoyance okay. on Amazon. You can watch it there. Um, that one is really fun because it's a, it's it's a comedy dramedy, I guess of a young girl who grows up in Beverly Hills and is sort of discontent and restless. So she searches through all the different religious options in the world is offering from yogas to seances, to church, to temple, to mosque, to whatever it is. And her very comedic journey through all that um, to find what is really meaningful to her. So um, yeah, and I get to play one of the um, spiritual teachers in the, in the movie, which is wow. really fun. So now, yeah. my, the listeners can't see this, but Anne is stunningly beautiful. So I'm not surprised that they asked <laughs> to play that role. So you also are a human rights activist. Tell us about some of that work. Yeah. So obviously this is an extension of what I'm like already doing in the Global Impact League. Um, my passion projects have always been for women, especially in either developing countries or in environments that um, don't allow them to make their own life choices. I like to say that because it's not about making any religious um, religion wrong. It's about free will and the ability to make your own life choices. And I grew up in a very unusual and sort of repressive religious environment. And so because of that, which, you know, most people don't expect that story from me, but because of that, I'm really partial to helping women find their power. And in countries where, especially countries or in religions where that's not easy, creating support and community for them to find satisfaction, to find joy, to find self-expression. And then for the rest of us who do have the opportunity to make our own choices, to be what we want to be, if you want to be an actress, if you want to be a musician, if you want to be a CEO, we have those choices. I say every day when you happen to wake up and feel a little discouraged or why bother or it's too hard, I always think of those women around the world who would give anything to be in our shoes and have the opportunity to walk out that door and do whatever that is that they want to pursue. So I say all my work, if for no other reason, is for them because I'm doing what they would do in my place if they possibly could. So we're honoring the sisterhood in that regard. Wow, that is so beautiful and, and so true that not only do you do work to inspire us in the developed world, but you also extend your gifts to people who, who can't speak for themselves. And I did get to hear your story and the repressed mm. situation in which you grew up. And you really do have a lot of empathy because you've lived repression. Mm -hmm. And it's it may be a different type of repression, but mm -hmm. it was repression for sure. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that you're paying it forward because you got out, you escaped, you learned how to live your best life with some pretty tough situations that were um, dealt to you. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And you are an international speaker and you do a lot of, of international retreats, both online and in person. Do you have anything coming up in... Um, April or May or this summer that you would like the yes. viewers to know about? 
There is probably one coming up. I can't even tell you who my um, co-host is going to be, but she's spectacular and well-known. You guys are going to be so excited. So keep your eye on the website. So it's really going to be about manifesting change in the world. So it's going to be a combination of cutting edge manifesting and turning that into making your global impact. And it's probably going to be in Florida, probably July, um, possibly September. Um, and it, yeah, it's going to be a really special experience. So I hope to have, I'm literally talking to her again tomorrow. So I hope to have more information up on the site, uh, my site within the next couple of weeks, which you all heard the link and it's annscotland.com. And if you're just listening, notice that it's Scotland, S-C-O-T-T-L-I-N. So Scotland, not like the country. So A-N-N-E, Scotland, just so you find it, annscotland.com. Or you can also go to globalimpactleague.com if that's easier to remember and um, check out our events and you'll see what's coming next. Yes, thank you. The, everything on your website looks like, oh, I wanna do that, I wanna do that. Oh my <laughs> God, look at this, look at this. The photography in your book, Live for Joy, has, um, is beautiful. How did you find those images and have you been mm -hmm. collecting them for a really long time? I did collect them for a long time. A lot of them were actually available from the artists on, on the web and I was able to locate their work and often many cases pay for the rights to use it. So some people were happy to um, let that be put in this kind of inspirational book and others was just straightforward business transaction. But yeah, it was really collecting for a long time and Again, I had searched for a long time for art and photography to go in my feed along with these quotes on social media. So often I would find, you know, those favorite images and see if they were available. And if not, I would look for something similar. But yeah, it was really funny. The images took so long, but it was so yeah. worth it because I had to just be able to sit there and look at it and have an experience. And that's what I hope other people get from it as well. Yes, indeed. You really did a stellar job on that. It's so beautiful. I really appreciate you and things that you put out into the world. So, and it looks like Twitter might be your biggest following. Mm -hmm. How yeah. did you explode on Twitter like that? Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of time and patience. Um, I guess that's one of me. I'm a long hauler in pretty much everything. So I have the stick with it gene. Um, so yeah, it wasn't overnight. It probably took six or seven years to get up to that, um, to that level, but it was just, I would say the two things, the, the things that were the most important were responding to people's comments personally and sincerely. Mm -hmm. So really hearing them, which fits into who I am and also everything about my brands too. It's like really hearing them really responding to them, relating to them. And yeah, it takes a little time, but you know, I try to post two or three times a day. It only takes a few minutes to kind of appreciate people. People want to be appreciated and heard. And that was the number one key is really connecting because so much of social media is all about show. Yes. Um, and no one's really paying attention to the viewer, the person who's experiencing that. But when you really see and treat them as, I mean, I've made friends, I've made business contacts, like amazing experiences from social media. So yeah, it, that was it. But also just hard persistence and work, you know, at the front end, two, three hours a day, every day, seven days a week. So it's not easy, 
but if you're consistent, it definitely will pay off. <laughs> it definitely paid off. You have a lot of great things going and you really do spread messages of hope that are, are gorgeous. I mean, when on her website, it says she's a nature lover, mountain hiker, world traveler, foodie, doting dog mama to three rescue dogs, award-winning actress and writer and fan of medieval women writers. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And I love that that you do all of this. I, travel is my passion, one of my mm -hmm. passions too. Um, before we get into the the last question, what's the favorite my your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Oh mercy, that is so hard. Um I would probably have to say Egypt. Mm -hmm. Um and it was in college when I went, but the impact, the clash of cultures, you know, the Armani suit dresses that the men wear and the, <laughs> the rich cars and, and all of the luxury from those who have wealth in Cairo being an international city and hub. And then out into the countryside where there's extreme poverty, even the animals are malnourished and it's kind of heartbreaking. And then I'm also, I'm a historian. I have two degrees in history. So ancient medieval history is one of my passions. And so then being around all of the archeology, span all of the incredible structures from, from Egyptian history that go back thousands and thousands of years was kind of just awe-inspiring. Really, you really feel connected in so many different ways in a country like that and experiencing like that. And I know there's other countries that are like that too, but that was probably my first big wow. Like I feel this country. That was kind of special to me. That is beautiful. Yes, that's on my bucket list. I have not been to Egypt. I have been elsewhere in the Middle East, but I definitely want to go there and experience the magic of the wonders of the world that exists there mm -hmm. as well. So I like to ask of all our guests the following question. What do you do, Anne, to become your best version? What I do to become my best, best version, what I do to become my best version of myself is a daily choice to give up guilt. Mm -hmm. I did it one time for Lent, which is kind of hilarious if you think about it <laughs> but Beautiful. I'm like I'm not going I'm gonna not feel guilty for this amount of time um and I realized how often I feel guilty even throughout the day I mean we're not just talking big stuff like it, it all those little all those little hits we make on ourselves like oh I should have entered the dishwasher oh I should have switched the laundry oh my god I should have done that oh I should have paid this bill like there's this constant narrative in our head and if you grew up in a certain kinds of religious or, you know, psychologically controlling environments, you were kind of taught that guilt is a regular part of life. But mm -hmm. as we were saying earlier in, in this podcast, you know, fear is the thing that keeps us stuck. Fear is that thing that keeps us from being able to move forward and break out and go to the next level. And guilt is just an extension of fear. Guilt is feeling bad because there's going to be some kind of consequence, even if that means letting someone down or whatever that is, there's a fear of letting others down, or there's a fear of financial repercussion, or there's, you know, so giving up guilt, if you can do that for five minutes, for an hour, for one day, try it. Because when you really do that, you're able to step into your power. And this is how I justify it. 
Ah, I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you for that message. And I really, I hope that all of you will connect with Anne at her, on her social media, follow her YouTube channel, which also has a lot of inspiration and check out her book and go to annscotland.com to learn about her many offerings and to keep an eye on that upcoming summer big deal that's happening in Florida with another influencer. Uh -huh. So thank you, Anne, for taking time out to be on the show and to lift our listeners up with your inspiration. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maria. You're a bright light and I so appreciate you spending this time together. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you.